With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushin Daf Mem, page 40. We begin four lines in, in the middle of the line. Those who gird themselves with strength, who do His will, who, who listen to the voice of His word. This is referring to Rabbi Tzadok and, and his friends, who girded themselves with strength in order to do the will of Hashem. Rabbi Tzadok was asked by a certain woman, a non-Jewish woman, to have relations with her. He said, my, my heart is very weak and I'm not able to do that. Do you have something to eat? She said, I have something, but it's not kosher. He said to her, what's the difference? If you want me to do that, this is, that's just as bad. There, there, there's no difference between having relations with you, you're a non-Jew, and eating the food, this non-kosher food. So she heard this, and she here's what she did. So she went and she fired up the stove, and she placed the non-kosher food inside of it. And then what Rabbi Tzadik did was he went and he sat inside of the stove. My hi, she said, what are you doing? So he responded and said to her, If I do what you want me to do, I'm going to fall into fire. Just like the stove, I'm going to fall into the fire of Gehenna. So she responded and said, if I, she said, if I would have known that this was so bad for you to do, that in your religion this is so evil, I wouldn't have bothered you. Rav Kahana, have a Rav Kahana used to sell baskets for women. A certain woman, non-Jewish woman, asked him to have licentious uh, relations with her. Amar La, he said to her, Let me go and make myself look good. He left and he fell off the roof to the ground. So Elio Hanavi came and he complained to him. He said, You made me come a very long distance. So Rav Kahana responded and said, Who caused this to me? Was it not because of my poverty? Meaning, it's only because I'm so poor that I have to sell these baskets to women and get myself into these predicaments. So Elio proceeded to give him a basket full of gold coins. The Gemara continues. Rava asked the following contradiction to Rav Nachman. Tanah, we learned in the Mishnah, Eil devarim shadam ha'sao son, v'aychol perisim ilam ha'zevek haren ka'yimemes lo'ilal ha'mabah. These are the things that a person does, and he benefits in this world, and in the next world. Elohein, ki v'ravain, these are they, honoring one's parents, v'gimilas chasatim, and doing kindness, v'avaz shalom bin adam l'chavero, bringing peace between one man and his fellow, v'tamat torah k'neged kulam, learning Torah is greater than all of them. V'ki v'ravain k'siv, we have this as a, where, where's the makor, where's the root of this concept? So in regards to on women's parents, the verse says, In order that your days are long, and in order that good be done for you. So you see that there's a dual aspect to the reward, both in this world and the next. In regards to doing kindness, the verse says, A person who runs after charity and kindness, So he's going to find life, charity, and honor. So you see there's more than one aspect to his reward. Again, In regards to bringing peace between man, it says, Run after peace and pursue it. Remember Rabbi Yavo, Rabbi Yavo says, Asi Radifa Radifa. We have Xerish, we can connect this verse which says Radifa to the previous verse which says Radifa. Xiv Hacha Bakeshal Radifeo. Here it says, uh, pursue peace and run after it. Xiv Hasim Radif Tzlakav Chesed. And in regards to Chesed uh, Kindness, it says, run after charity and kindness. And there we see that there's a double aspect, a dual nature to his reward. So to over here. But Talmud Tarek says, in regards to learning Torah, the verse says, It is your life and the length of your days. Again, we see a dual aspect. 
The Gemara asks, In regards to something where the mother bird, if one wishes to take the eggs or the baby birds, the verse says, In order to be good for you, and you have long days. Why don't we include that in this Mishnah or Brisa? My answer, ton of a shear. So we said some things and we left out some things, as is the way of the Mishnah sometimes. Tani Tana ton of a shear. It says these are the things, meaning that these are the only things, implying that nothing else is nothing else would this apply to that a person gets the benefits in this world and the next. So how can you say that he said some and he left out some? Amarava, so Rabbi says, Rav Idi Asbarli, Rav Idi explained to me as follows. Say to the righteous one that he is good. That uh, he will eat the fruits of their labor. They will eat the fruits of his labors. Is there a good righteous person and a righteous person that's not good? A person who benefits himself by doing what God says, and he also benefits others in the action. For example, by doing kindness for others, to giving charity. So that's called a good tzaddik, a good righteous person. When a person who only benefits himself, because he's doing God's will, true, but he's not benefiting anyone else. For instance, a person is just doing sukkah, he's just learning he's just learning Torah maybe for himself, or he's just doing mitzvahs that only involve himself and are, are not interactive. So that's called that he's a righteous person who's not per se good for anyone else. We find a similar thing in regards to a person who's not good. Woe unto the the bad evil person, because the effects of his actions will be done to him. Is there a bad evil person? Is there a good evil person? What's considered a person who's a bad Russia? So that's somebody who's doing something evil that is an interactive evil, meaning he's causing something bad to another person. So not only is he going against the will of God, but he's also causing something negative to happen to someone else. For example, he steals from someone else, or he kills someone else. So who Russia? That's an evil person who's bad. But a person who is doing something bad, but he's not interacting with anyone else, that's referred to someone who is an evil person that's not bad. So now when we said in the Brisa that we didn't include Shiloh HaKen, sending away the mother bird, that's because that's something that only involves the person himself, that's a tzitkos, a righteousness, but he's only a righteous person in regards to himself, he's not affecting the world in a positive way. So in, in that respect, it's not something that's going to be included in the Brisa. However, all of the cases that are included are cases where the person is interacting with other people in a positive way, and that's why they're included in that Brisa. The Gemara continues, So a person does a merit, meritorious deed, so it has the principle that remains from the next world, and also has fruits in this world that a person will benefit from right here. Shnemar, as the verse says, As the verse says, at the end of the verse it says, they're going to eat the fruits. So you see that there are fruits that a person benefits from this world. However, in regards to a transgression, so you have just the thing itself that you've done wrong, that you're going, a person was going to, to be punished for, but there's no benefits or demerit so to speak, in this world. Shanamar the verse says, and the end of the verse is, what is, it, what is his punishment? Exactly what he did is his punishment. The punishment is what is that transgression, the evil that he caused. So what do we, how do I fulfill the verse? That it sounds like the person from the evil thing that they did, they will ha- there will be fruits that a person will have to suffer with in this world. So the Gemara answers, If a person has a transgression that has causes other th- effects, Rashi says the example is, if a person, let's say, is a great person, and he creates a Chil Hashem, he desecrates Hashem's name, and other people learn to desecrate Hashem's name from him, so since he's caused some kind of peris, some kind of uh, the actions to happen further along, so therefore he's going to get, in this world, he's going to get the fruits of his, of his evil deed. But if a person does something which is evil and doesn't have any kind of long-range effects, so he's not going to have any long-range effects in this world as well. 
We find in regard to a good thought, Hashem considers it as if you've done it. Shanemar's verse says, Then they shall speak those who fear Hashem, one man to his fellow, and God shall pay attention and he shall listen. And it'll be written in the book of remembrance in front of him, for those who fear Hashem, and for those who think of his name. What does it mean, those who think of his name, or mention his name? Even if a person thought to do a positive deed, and he was not, he was unable to do it for reasons out of his control, and he didn't do it, the verse considers it as if he had done it, because he had a good thought, and Hashem does connect the good thought, it's as if you actually did it. However, in regards to an evil thought, Hashem does not connect it as if you've done it. Shem, as the verse says, King David was praying, if there's any kind of uh, iniquitous thought inside of my heart, let Hashem not hear. So we see that the concept is that a negative thought, Hashem does not pay attention to that. So how do I fulfill the following verse? Or actually the verses on the side. We see that Hashem is going to bring something evil upon the nation as a result of of their thoughts. When a person has a thought, and it brings him to actually do that evil thing, so then Hashem considers the original thought that he had to be part of the later action, and a person will be punished for the thought as well as the action. However, a thought that does not result in action, so Hashem does not consider it as if he's done that. says, wait, what about the following? verse, in order to catch the people of Israel in their hearts. We see that they're punished for something that they just think. That verse is talking about idolatry. Very stringent is the concept of idolatry because whoever denies idolatry is as if he's admitted to all of the Torah. So, if, And the opposite is also true. If heaven forbid a person admits to idolatry, it's as if he's denied the entire Torah. So since it's so great, it's something that's dependent upon a person's thought, a person's heart. So therefore, if a person just thinks that, so it's considered as if he's done it. And therefore, in regards to idolatry, Hashem does consider it as a negative thing. A person can be punished just for a thought. Ula Amar, Kedir Rav Huna. Ula offers a different explanation, like Rav Huna. The Amar Rav Huna, Rav Huna said, Kemen Sha'ar Adam Adverev Ashanaba. When a person has done a transgression and done it again, it's become permitted to him. What do you mean it became permitted to him? As far as he's concerned, it becomes like something that's permitted to him. And therefore, when a person has done it and done it and done it, so even if he thinks to do it and he's not able to do it for some reason, Hashem considers it since it's already become permitted to him, so to speak, by him, when he thinks about it, it's as good as done. Therefore, even if he doesn't do it, Hashem considers it as if he's done it. It's best that a person transgress a transgression in private and not desecrate Hashem's name in public. The verse says, You, the people of Israel, so says God. Each person is idolatry, let him go and serve. And afterwards, if you don't listen to me, as if you're already not listening to me and you're serving your, your idolatry, at least don't desecrate my name. If a person sees that his evil inclination is overpowering him, he should go to a place that people don't know him, and dress in black, cover himself in black, he should do it as his heart desires. And he should not desecrate Hashem's name in public. Meaning, if he would do it in a place where everyone knows him, so it will be a great desecration of Hashem's name. Best that he go to a place where people don't know him. Is it so? 
whoever does not care about the honor of his creator, so it's, it was it would be better that he didn't come into the world. Mahi, what's this referring to? Rabba. I mean, Rabba says, Semestak Bakesh is referring to somebody who stares too much at a rainbow. That this is talking about somebody who does a transgression in private. So we see that doing a transgression in private is not a good thing. In fact, it's a chil Hashem. It's also a desecration of Hashem's name. It's as if to say, when you do this transgression, that God doesn't know about it. The more answers, Loi Kasha. That's not, it's not a contradiction. It's not a problem. Depends if a person has the ability to overcome his Yitzhah's evil inclination. If he can overcome his evil inclination, then, and he does it anyway, he does the transgression anyway, so then that's a great, that's a great, it takes away a tremendous amount from God's honor. However, if a person can't overcome his Yitzhahara, he can't overcome his evil inclination, at least he should do it in a private place so it doesn't create a greater desecration of Hashem's name. Tanah Nassim, we learned in the Mishnah over there. Ima kivim mechel Hashem. There's no such thing as credit in regards to desecrating Hashem's name. Echad shagim vechad mezid, whether we're talking about an act that was done by accident, whether it was done intentional. My aim, I keep, what does it mean that there's no credit? That they don't do like a storekeeper. A storekeeper, so if you owe him money and then you pay, so then your credit is is balanced. However, in regards to Chil Hashem, if you do something negative and then you try to do something positive, it does not take away the original Chil Hashem. That's how I understood what the Marsha says. Marbre de Ravina says, you understand that what this is coming to teach you is that let's say you have on two sides of the scale you have a certain amount of transgression you have an equal amount of positive deeds so if amongst those transgressions is Chil Hashem is a desecration of Hashem's name so it's such a heavy thing that it pushes a person to the side heaven forbid of transgressions and therefore he's considered a person who is evil Chas V'Shalom we learned in a Brisa. We turn to Daf Mem Amud Beis, page forty B. La Olam Yira Adam. Ah, so my person should always see himself. Kiiluk Chetze Chai VeChetze Zakai. That he's precisely on the edge between being meritorious and being not meritorious. Also, Mitzvah Achas. If he did one commandment, Ashrav praiseworthy is he. Shechriya Asher Nekavs Chus. He's pushed himself over to the side of good. Over Avir Achas. If he's done one transgression, Oilo Woe unto him. Shemachriya Es Atzmoi LeKav Chayva. Because he pushed himself over onto the side of evil. Shneimar the verse says VeChoyte Echad. One, one sinner or one transgression, he'll lose a tremendous amount of good. For one sin, that he sinned, he loses a tremendous amount of good. All the good that he's done will, heaven forbid, not be considered. Since the world is judged after the most amount of deeds, a person is judged after most of his deeds as well. If he's done one positive commandment, because he's pushed himself and the entire world over to the side of good. If he's done one transgression, because he's pushed himself and the entire world onto the side of bad. That, what does this mean? For one sin, that he has done, he and the entire world has lost a tremendous amount of good. Even if a person has been a completely righteous person, of his entire life, and in the end he rebels against God, so he's lost all of the original positive things. The righteousness of the righteous one will not save him on the day of his transgression. Even a person is completely evil all of his days, in the end, he does repent. So they do not remind him, or they don't mention even any of his evil. The evil of the evil one, he will not stumble over on the day that he returns from his evil ways. 
the person was originally righteous then became evil in the end so why isn't he just considered halfway good and halfway bad explains but we're talking about a person who regrets all the good deeds that he's done therefore all his good deeds are lost we begin the Mishnah Anyone who does have the Torah, has learned the Torah, and has learned Mishnah, and he has an ability to interact with other people in a positive way, he won't sin so easily. A string that's made out of three strings will not quickly break. Whoever does not have these three things, he can't be considered part of civilization. He doesn't have the ability to interact properly with people. To what are righteous people compared to in this world? To a tree that's completely standing in a place of purity. However, the branches are spreading over into a place of impurity. So then, if the branches get cut off, it's completely standing in a place of purity. In this way, Hashem brings difficulties upon the righteous in this world, so that they completely merit the world to come without anything holding them back. The verse says, In the beginning, it will be difficult, and in the end, you're going to be very, very great. To what are the evil ones compared to in this world? To a tree that is completely standing in a place of impurity. But the branches are spreading out into a place of purity. So if now the branches get cut off, it's completely standing in a place of impurity. Similarly, Hashem, so that's the breaking off of the branches. Hashem does that for the Rishayim in this world, the evil people in this world, and they get good in this world. Order to to have them be able to not have anything good that's left over for the next world, and they get their full the full effects of what they've done in the next world. Shenemar, the verse says, that a person sometimes thinks that he's going on the correct path. Explains Rashi, and this is talking about a rush, a person who's evil. He thinks he's going on the correct path. He thinks he's going in a way that's going to bring him to something that's very good. But in the in truth, in the end, it's going to be what he's actually doing is bringing death upon himself. The Gemara continues, There was a time where Rabbi Tarfan and the elders were dining in a certain attic in Lud. The following question was asked in front of them, Which is greater, learning Torah or fulfilling the commandments? Rabbi Tarfan answered and said, Greater is doing the commandments. Rabbi Kiva responded and said, Learning is greater. They all responded and said, That Learning is greater. That by learning a person is able to bring himself to do the commandments. Tiny, we learned in a bright Rabbi says, Great is learning. It came before the actual observance of the mitzvah chala 40 years. Because Talmud, learning the Torah was given at the beginning. And meaning at the beginning of the time in the wilderness. And 40 years later was when they actually started to do the mitzvah chala. The truma said, So it was 54 years before they started fulfilling the ties. The shmitim shishav achas. It was 61 years that they were learning before. Before they started fulfilling Shemitah, and it was 103 years before they started doing Yavel. Meavishalish, the Gemara says 103. If you make the calculation correctly, it should be 104, because you add to the 54 from the time that they left the wilderness until the time that they completely conquered Israel to another 50. You start counting with Yavel, so it should be 104. 
Kasavar, the Gemara answers, because we hold, The reason that you don't start counting the fourth year is because you're making an assumption, the assumption was, explains the Rashash, that Yavil begins on the tenth day of that following year. So if that's the case, so you've already begun the hundred and fourth year, so we should count the hundred and fourth year. What we're explaining now, the Gemara is saying, is that no, this is according to the Shita, who says in Rosh Hashanah that the beginning of Shemitah, the beginning, I'm sorry, of Yovel is the beginning of the year, and therefore you count 103 because you have barely entered or you haven't even entered the year of Yovel when it begins. And just like learning is before actually doing, so too, when it comes to a person's final judgment after he passes away, the first judgment has to do with his learning before they judge him about the actions that he's done, the commandments he's done. Like Rav Hamnuna says, a person, the beginning of his din, the beginning of his judgment is only on the words of Torah. Numbers of verse says, a person who takes away his own obligation for water, water here means Torah, explains Rashi, Rashi's mother is the first thing he gets judged on. Just like his judgment of of learning Torah is before his judgment on the actions he's done. So to the reward for learning Torah comes before the reward for the mitzvahs that he's done. Shnemar's verse says, and he gave them the land of the the nations. And the efforts of these nations they will inherit. Why? Because they kept the statutes, and Rashi explains Yishmur here means learning the Torah, and they protected the commandments, the laws. So therefore we see that the first thing that a person gets rewarded for is the learning, and then he gets rewarded for the keeping the commandments. Whoever, we said in the Mishnah, is not included, he doesn't learn Mikra, he doesn't learn Mishnah, he doesn't have good relations, he's not part of civilization. This is a person since he's not part of civilization, he doesn't care about his reputation, therefore, he can't be a good witness. We learned that a A person who eats in public, so he's like a dog. There are those who say that in fact, since he doesn't care about his own honor, so he's somebody who can't be a proper witness. Ravidi Bar-Avin says, Allah is like those who say, meaning the ones who said that it's considered that, he, that he's not going to be a good witness. Darash Bar-Kapar says as follows, Ragzon, a person who's angry, all he has left in the end of the day is the evil of his anger. However, in regards to someone who does good deeds, so he gets to taste the fruits of his efforts, meaning not only does he have the good deed that stands for him in his good stead in the next world, but he also has the, the fruits, benefits from that in this world. A person who's not involved in uh, learning psukim, learning Mishnah, and interacting properly with his friends, with other people. Dor hanami menu. So a person would be best for someone else to to make himself forbidden from getting any kind of benefit from that from that person. Shnemar, as the verse says, that you shouldn't be even sitting around such people. And his place naturally is going to be a place of leitzim. Rashi explains because a person who doesn't is not part of civilization. Where is he going to end up? He's going to end up sitting on the corners making jokes and making fun of the world. And therefore, you don't want to be any. Anywhere near that person, therefore, you should make yourself uh, a nether, a vow that you're not going to have any benefit from such a person. Hajj Allah Haisha Niknis, we will return to you, Bezis Hashem, the chapter Haisha Niknis.